Earth, fire, air, water. Two years ago, Avatar Korra saved the world from Vatu, the spirit of darkness and chaos. Her connection to all her past lives, the past avatars, was severed forever. And despite the avatars' best efforts, the Earth Queen was assassinated by the airbender Zahir. Though she took down the Red Lotus, the Avatar vanished once again. Now the Earth Kingdom is fractured under the absent-minded King Wu. The people whisper praise and hope in the Great Uniter, who promises peace and prosperity for all. An age of balance with or without the Avatar. This is the Second Age of the Avatar. It seems that our liege has given you leave to peruse the city. By ourselves? Unaccompanied, of course. Do you know where he's at? And he hands you a, a stone pendant that has like a like an emblem on it. Uh, emblematic of the Beetle King. Please hang on to this. Show it to anyone who may stop you. We, he gives us one or we he gives us each one? He just gives you, like, one as a group. Okay. Chet, did you have something? I, I thought I spoke over you. I'm sorry. I asked if um, he knew where I could get one of those hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like the hats. We've got many vendors up, uh, uh, up on the first level. You can check it out. And... He looks at your clothes up and down. Probably all of you have a little bit of like tears and scuffs and you know maybe rips here and there. You could all see a tailor. <laughs> Get out of those rags. Could I ask you one question before we go? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Or was that the question? <laughs> I see. I... Apparently, then two questions. Uh, the first being the first question. Second, uh, I once heard that you had contacts with uh, the White Lotus. Is that true? That could be very useful to us. He narrows his eyes at you, and and he says, "I have never had any dealings with the White Lotus." He just nods and bows. He bows uh, to you as well. Where do you guys go? What what do you what is your next move as a party? You've got an open door. You've got this running fountain behind you. The uh, swimming pool or, or bathing pool in the room ahead. Hmm. I don't know where do you guys want to go. I really want to take a bath, but I might be projecting. <laughs> it sounds warm. <laughs> I do want a hat. <laughs> Probably going to go find some sort of like medical place to see if I can get patched up a little bit. Yeah, okay. I'm on that one. I'm really hurt. Um, in fact, I, I think, 
Mushi will have pointed out, like, you know, he <laughs> he almost gives you like a like a directory, like a mall directory of of the different levels and like where you can find different things. And so you will you will know that on level two, where most of the social services are, uh, are their healers, their their shamans and healers. So uh, he will point to you to level two to if you want any sort of health. Um, and, and points that even the bath itself, uh, the the waters of the aquifer, um, and he perhaps seems to be talking it up a little bit uh, when when he says that the the waters here uh, have mystical properties and and will alleviate any joint pains and, and ailments that you that you possess. Just curious, it, Hana, do you act? Do you decide to take a bath? I mean, if if I don't think splitting the party is going to get us all killed, she would like to. <laughs> you Maybe don't. Bath as well. Yeah, you don't think splitting will get you guys killed. You've you've been given this this kind of leave to move about freely in the city. Yeah, I mean, I have more strain than wounds right now, and we've just been like going for a while. Okay. Hana and Mariposa decide to take a dip in the pool. It's surprisingly... It's got a surprising warmth to it. Uh, It's not hot, um, but it is not as cool as you might imagine a a large body of water underground being. If you are taking a dip, uh, you can recover three three points of strain. (gasps) Yay. As you as you splash around and swim around, uh, those of you, uh, Corin and, and Roshi, as you guys, it, I I know you are going to head toward the healer. Are you leaving your compatriots behind, or are you waiting for them to finish up their bath? Um. Well, since you since you said that it's kind of you know we're safe here for now, he'll probably go get healed, patched up, and then come back to meet him. Okay. Yeah, it works for me. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, excellent. Both of you um, spend hmm, three co- uh, three three silver pieces if you have them, mm-hmm. uh, and you will recover three wounds from from the the efforts of these healers. What about my buzzard wasp sting? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you spend spend two more silver. And it will the, the the healer will will take extra special care and and attention to to address your your critical injury. That mean it's gone. Yeah, that's gone. As you guys are in this um, in this healer's uh, quarters in this in this healer section, uh, the two of you are, are almost adjacent to one another on these like raised stone platforms that have um, like soft soft like stitched beds that placed on top of the stone slabs to make it a little bit more comfortable for you to sit on and be attended to uh, as the healers come in and out of the room. The healers are wearing very similar garb to the rest of the beetle clansmen and, and women that you've seen below. Uh, they, theirs is a little bit more robe-like, right? Like a little bit more officiant or or scholarly. Uh, but much like the other men, uh, these, these two are are also wearing the sort of the beetle carapaces on their head um the shaman in particular that is 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 healing you has has a large uh white beard 
uh, and in in treating Uroshi in particular is very curious you, uh, about your your physical features and and will even ask you um, how did you come uh, upon such a, an unusual skin condition? It's genetic. Hmm. I have seen nothing like this in the desert. We see many lesions and cancers from the sun. As you might suspect, I have not seen skin that appears like stone before. Perhaps you should see our great shaman. Maybe another day. Suit yourself. But I know that Jinpa will be very interested to see this. I'll keep it in mind. Okay. You guys are healed up. Uh, mm-hmm. You are on the, the second floor. Again, this is like a social services area. So there's there's schools nearby. There's temples. Um, other sorts of things. Again, also living quarters. This is where a lot of people uh, come to just lounge and, and go home, you know, after their, their days working. What do you do next? Hmm. Do we want to try and reconvene in like a private place where we can kind of talk about what we're going to do? Is there, are there people around us like listening or do we feel like we can speak safely here? Hmm. That's a great question. So there are people around. Um, The whole city is, so it's underground. It's spacious, but at the same time, and I know this sounds like an oxymoron, it is both spacious but cramped. Or, or, I mean, you're underground, so there's always that sensation that, like, it's there of that of that of claustrophobia a little bit, or at least to me there would be. Uh, maybe not to, to you guys. The, there's room above your heads to move, but the corridors are tight. You know, relatively tight. Um, it's, it's wide enough for like one or two people to like squeeze by brushing shoulders and certainly wide enough for like narrow carts to be, to be wheeled through to, especially on the second and first level where there's a lot of, um, marketplace activity and goods and services sort of being transferred to, you know, and and exchanged. Uh, but on these lower levels, especially as you get lower, you know, the second, the third, especially, um, the corridors are much tighter and the spaces are a little bit more, um, conservative in, in, in terms of how open they are and, and how much extra space. In fact, the, the pool room and the fountain chamber, aka where the throne was, the throne room, those two were the biggest open spaces you've seen apart from the first level where, where, where they let the, the stables and animals be. I mean, a lot of these people are just, commoners and such i don't know how much they'd be listening to us um so we might actually like be able to talk you know not loudly but in a crowded place might be okay as long as people didn't know what we were talking about hiding in plain sight i guess yeah yeah Uh, all right so i guess we need to talk about this plan and what we're going to do Because all of the Beetle King's planning is happening now. And the heat of it, the thrill of it, is still all fresh. 
we're going to be the last thing on his mind right now. And protecting the dungeons, I'm sure, possibly also, is still in the back of his mind right now, especially if he's meeting with Kara at the moment. Um, I think we need to strike while the iron's hot. That's just me. All right. Well, Kara said one thing that would be useful would be taking care of the beetles in their pens, right? Yes, but do we want to do that now, or once we have her father with us? Well, depending on how we do it, if we do it right, it could create the chaos that we need to go down to get him and get out of here. Right. I mean, do we want to split up? Some of us stay here by the stables, and some of us go investigate and see what the dungeon's situation is really like. Because the last thing we want to do is waste our distraction, get down there, and realize it's a little more difficult to get him out than we thought. It's true. I mean, I can't imagine it being super difficult with Roshi being able to bend Earth, but, you know, it's something we need to think about. There are a lot of other Earth benders here. True. You're right. He is a king himself, so we have to assume he's being guarded. You're right. He probably is. I mean, depending on how many guards there are, I'm certain one or two, or if not all of us, can handle them appropriately. And she just looks like Cory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my initial plan was if we got arrested to break us out, but... But we didn't, so... What's the phase of the moon at right now? That is a great question, and I will get back to you. <laughs> you know, keep back to you. No, I do keep tabs. I'm at, so that's what I'm going to get back to you about. So please continue, um, and I'll get back to you about the moon phase in a second. Uh, I mean, depending on the moon, Corn's kind of like you can see Corn's kind of like trying to see if he can feel the the full moon or not. I would assume that waterbenders can kind of sense the full moon, since it makes them so strong. As long as the full moon's there, that is a possibility. If not, you know, luckily we're above an aquifer. It's about as good as it gets for me. The moon is not full. It is um, waxing. Waxing, mm. gib- waxing gibbous. So that means it just got over being full? No, it's it's getting close to being full. Yeah, okay. waxing is growing, yes. Soon and very soon, Corin, he will bend to your heart's content. Mm-hmm. In about five days or so. Five days. It was twenty days ago when the moon was at full. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a side note: it, you guys are on day twenty-five since the start of the campaign. <laughs> wow. Are we really? Yes, and that's after that's that's after the ten day jump. <laughs> I feel like it's been so much longer. I thought it was longer too. <laughs> it's been like we've done so much in so little time. Well, you know the moderns of uh, modern uh, modern air, the marvels of modern air travel, and, and oh and yeah, <laughs> I'm just like man, that's awesome. We 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 are efficient. Um, all right, so. So what do we want to do, guys? Do we want to all go down there together, split up and check it out? What, 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 what? 
I mean, it might be kind of weird if we all sort of just wander down into the dungeon. It might be weird if any of us do. We need an excuse, a reason to be down there. True. Roshi, can you see it with your feet eyes if we get close enough? Probably. There you go. Hmm. Maybe we can use the, oh, we're new here and we didn't know where we were going and accidentally wander down that way. And then once somebody finds us, we can tell them, oh, geez, where are we? What? No, that's crazy. We'll go back where we came from, I guess. I mean, as far as the Beetle King knows, we have no reason to be helping Connor's father. That's true. We managed to keep ourselves our relationship with Kata pretty under the radar. So. But Quan is with you, right? Still. Oh, fuck. <laughs> turn around. He's, He's been there. unconscious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so it's been like several hours uh, since you, you know, got out of the spirit world and got back, you know, out of the rock and the, the sun it, it rose and, it, you know, it took you some time to get here and you've, you've spent some time here. So like, it's been... I don't know, six hours, half a day, maybe, um, all in all. And, and I do think like he has ha- he has stirred um, periodically uh, throughout throughout the the experiences that you've had so far. Um, and I, I think he he probably will come to during this scene after you guys are or maybe in the middle of your planning. Has he just watched <sighs> over our shoulder the entire time? Yep. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Chet, Chet having come back uh, with a hat on, uh, like a beetle hat on. <laughs> oh, where are we? This oh, good morning. <laughs> doesn't look like a mushroom. Can we just like conk him in the head again? <laughs> Yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can try. <laughs> oh, oh. We don't want to damage his brain too much. <laughs> That's true. Multiple concussions can cause some uh, irreversible he, damage. To if he can learn to keep his mouth shut, then he can stay away. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, we don't want him, like, spelling anything about the spirit world that, like, would conflict with what we've said. I can't imagine that he would be that stupid because I feel like then he's just in hot water himself here. Yeah, he really is, yeah. Wait, I know these halls. You do? How did you find Terakuyu? Wow, um, well, magic and cunning. That was how. I'm. I'm sorry. Cunning, cunning invited you to the, the the Beetle Clan's city. Um, no, we were uh, we were all brought here because of they thought we were trespassing on their sacred holy lands, which we were only <laughs> doing because we were tracking you down. Yeah, so this wouldn't have happened if you hadn't run off into a sacred space and needed us to follow you there. Well, I wouldn't say that you needed to follow me there, I, but fair enough. I'm um, a little hungry. Save you from that. Mm. 
spirit. So, <gasps> and he like he 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 like seizes up when when you make reference to the spirit, and he like bolts and, and like darts his head around and looks. Are we safe? Right now. No, <clears throat> composes himself. I mean, will we get to Amashu soon? If you cooperate. <laughs> I know my word probably is meaningless to you lot, but you have it nonetheless that I will cooperate. I'm not feeling very well. I'm just glad to see you're alive. I'm just glad the thing with the tentacles didn't catch up to us. It will. Oh, I know it will. But it hasn't yet. You know this place? You've been to this city? I have. Were you imprisoned here, perchance? He scoffs. No, of course not. Did you ever happen to, like, take a stroll down in the dungeon for unrelated reasons? What? What? No. What are you... What are you asking me? What are you planning? Why were you here? Does it matter? It might. <sighs> I suppose I'm not in a privileged position to withhold. Mm -hmm. If you must know, another master and myself made visit to the Afro the the, the so-called Beetle King and worked out a deal. Continue. Continue. Wait, we we propped him up. We financed him. Helped then him. you were part of the problem. Did Quiet. the people seem to recognize him when we were talking to him? He was slung over the shoulder and the Beetle King did not seem to care. <clears throat> especially after he got sidetracked with the giant gilicorn story. And I think... I'm going to... I'm going to flip a story point. And say that Baquan never met the Beetle King. Um, but, but worked with another White Lotus Master who did. Mr. What's-His-Face? Yeah, uh, Izaki. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, we just keep having to clean up after your mistakes, huh? They wouldn't be messes if you weren't, if you wouldn't meddle. So it wasn't a mess that this screwed up everything else in the desert with the other tribes? Screwed up? We were trying to consolidate legitimacy, to bring order to a bunch of destitute tribesmen and disparate clans who fought for generations over meaningless feuds that nobody could remember. One people, one desert, something no Earth King has ever accomplished. 
Maybe that's their problem to sort out, not yours to step in and pick. Well, you can take that up with the White Lotus. He like he stretches his legs. I assume he you have let him go, Corin. And I'm I'm I, I think he's like sitting on the ground. Yeah. In, in, you know, and so he stretches his legs and like cartoonishly um, stretches his upper body. And as his arms outstretch, he like lays back onto his back and he says, uh, "Wake me when we're moving." We're moving. <laughs> where do you guys go what do you do you've it sounds like you have a little bit of uh, an idea you you simultaneously want to get a better it sounds like you wanted to scout the fourth floor and it also sounds like you want to have some kind of like verifiable means of distracting or creating a distraction vis-a-vis the giant rhinos beetles yeah mm-hmm. oh, okay so who would like to who would like to do what uh, are you splitting the party or are you all doing this together i don't feel like there's any way that all of us can go down to the fourth floor and all pretend we were just lost <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think the only way i agree i think the only way we'd all be able to go down there is if you know, we all just say we were, you know, wandering around trying to see the sights of the city and got lost. Unless it's like an, ex- like you said, an extremely like, roundabout way to get there. Yeah. But I mean, if we all stick together, then we can all have each other's backs on it. Wouldn't be like, oh, why is it just you guys here and all the rest of your outsider friends? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They gave us only have like one of those like hall pass things. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do have one of those hall pass things, um, and no, not a not a map, but you did get a good description from Mushi. Okay, did he indicate that there was anything else on the first fourth floor, or it's just the dungeon? Um, no, it, he he did not reference the fourth floor uh, until one of you probably prodded him for more information, like what's below this floor, because you were on the third floor when you were talking with him. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're near the livestock, if you're near uh, the beetles, you're now up above. You're on the first level. So he did, uh, after being prodded, indicate that the fourth floor um, contains, uh, you know, holding cells for dissidents or or criminals from the city, um, a- as well as uh, other sorts of like that's where we put our noisy or polluting crafts or or craftsmen. So like the blacksmiths are going to be down there. The, um, the, like the, the stone workers are going to be down there. People who are making noise or are creating a lot of waste are going to be on the fourth level. Mm-hmm. Could we figure out any kind of in there? Well, given the, given the circumstances, you could surmise that with the hall pass, we'll call it, um, one or two of you may be able to, uh, use that if necessary to to find your way and, and get past any kind of posted guard uh, that m- would be theoretically in your way to getting on the fourth level. Did that answer your question, Emily? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm referring like uh, party wise. Could we think of an excuse to want to like visit those workshops or something like that? Oh, um, 
I will I will just point this out just because I, it, it's something that happened and I wanted to remind Corin and and it does seem like a good excuse. Corin, your gauntlet is gunked up mm-hmm. and and in need of repair. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Shit, I gotta something find somebody to ungunk my yeah, gauntlet. Something a talented uh, artisan might be able to take a look at. Someone who might yeah. be on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Good. All right. I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> Don't worry, I I wouldn't forget. So, do we all want to go down together then? We can try, and if they seem to have an issue with all of us, if we seem shady, then some of us can peel off and head back up. Cool. Sounds good to me. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. With or without Baquan? Um, pretty sure we need to take him with us. Yeah. Just because I don't know if leaving him somewhere would be a good idea because we still need him. Well, he complained he was hungry. Can we, like, give him some food and then he can, like, eat that as we're going and that'll keep his mouth busy? There we go. (laughs) Yeah, you can do that. We'll get him something like a fried chicken on a stick so he has that he can (laughs) walk and eat it. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you will pass many vendors on the on the first level, uh, selling a variety of street foods. I had mentioned earlier the quintessential smell of like fried dough. Um, there are also you can you can you can smell and hear this the sizzling sensation of of cooked you know fired meats as well. And um, as you're going by and, and looking for food, uh, somebody can exchange a few copper pieces to receive uh, in exchange a few. Um, kebabs, uh, mm-hmm. cre- basically roasted creatures on a stick. I'll pay for it. That'll do. Oh yeah, they look very similar to the gilicorn uh, that that you are familiar with. <laughs> nice <laughs> protein. Oh yes, this will do quite nicely. Thank you. You're welcome. My noble captors. <laughs> Feeding me desert food. We do what we can. We are in the desert. <laughs> I suppose I couldn't ask for much more. No. It's better than what they'll treat. I'm, I'm sure it's better than what they'll give me in prison. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> I know, you're right. <laughs> I hope Chet, Chet says that out loud, right? <laughs> if Mariposa, like, does that. Or yeah, Mariposa, like, yeah, she kind of does, like, a little, like, frown. You know, like, well... Mm. <laughs> and yeah, your chicken and that. enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy um, your desert chicken. <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a chicken? Do you mean pig chicken? Pig chicken, yeah. Enjoy yeah. your desert pig chicken. Ugh. Chicken pig sounds better. Give, what I wouldn't give for a good roasted pig chicken. You and me both. Mouth-watering samosas. Oh. Eat your kebab. Stop. 
My mouth is doing a lot of talking and not a lot of chewing. Oh, nom, nom. All right, you guys proceed. Uh, you guys proceed through uh, down uh, down to another level. Um, you you leave the first level and you go back down uh, the way you came. Essentially, there's a variety of like different alcoves and staircases um, that that traverse throughout the different levels. You know, it's not like a very clear cut. It's not like you're in a mall or something that has like very clear layers and very clear entrances. Things here are kind of haphazard with like half levels and sort of, or I guess I could say split levels, right? Like there, at, the, at once there's like a, a door, a threshold to a, to a home that you can see. And then there's a few stairs and then there's another home like right b- beside it, but like crooked almost or, or lower. And the whole place is like that. It's, it's, it's topsy-turvy, it's labyrinthine. And the, the people who live here, no doubt get along just fine, are familiar with the halls. And I think there are probably signs or indications as to like general whereabouts of certain things, like an arrow pointing like this way to the market or, you know, this way to the bathhouse. Uh, but for the most part, you you know, you got to go down, right? Like just look for the stairs and you find the stairs and you eventually find your way back down to the third level um, and and the the fountain room, the, the or not the fountain room, the um, the big pool. Uh, the community pool, and and from there there are, are several thresholds on all of the walls uh, that lead into this pool room. Um, Roshi, it was in this room that you did feel, you know, you, you got the sensation of the aquifer. You not just this room, but the room beyond it, the fountain chamber, the the throne room. That is where you were also able to feel that it was uh, there were like empty caverns or or hallways beneath you as well. And I think I'm, you don't even need to check for this, but like you, you get that same feeling here on the third floor, uh, thereby giving you just a kind of almost like echolocation uh, of like there are chambers, there are rooms below you, and hell, a stairway nearby. Okay. What is the um? What is the presence of guards? Slash soldiers within like these levels. Like, are we seeing a lot of people that are like designated guards, or you know, like people who are carrying weapons? Yeah, in the large open spaces, you do see uh, usually one or two guards posted, you know, in a corner or along like a, a large doorway or threshold. In particular, you're in the bathhouse room, and so you see there are at least four guards, two that are along the back wall that leads to the fountain chamber, and then two on the other side so that the four of them can kind of like cross their visual streams and keep an eye on the whole space. Um there are guards that move in pairs throughout the different hallways that you've walked by. None of them seem to pay you any mind in particular. You know, they they do like look you up and down, particularly the guards, not really the the commoners. Uh, because your garb, it, 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 you are clearly all for like outsiders. None of you are from here and they know that because um, everybody else kind of looks uniform, culturally speaking. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I mean, who has the hall pass? Because I imagine you're probably like wearing it around your neck or something. And that makes you, that, that kind of like gives you a little bit more breathing room, uh, from the guard patrolman. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure who who did have that. Maybe Mariposa. He was kind of like slapping her on the back and stuff. Okay, yeah. Since I guess since they were you know interacting physically at that point, that would make sense that she would have it. Oh yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, you guys uh, will will Roshi will point out to you uh, one particular stairwell that seems to that he says goes goes down pretty deep. We need to also figure out, uh, after we scope out this dungeon area, how we are getting him out of there to the surface, because we have three levels of city to go through. Do we have any guards? I don't know if we have any leftover outfits from other things that we've done. I guess another one would make sense anyway, stuff that we have, so... Hmm. Like sneaky clothes or something? Um, I was thinking about like the times before that we've done stuff like this, like whenever we were in the hotel and took people's yeah, clothes. Yeah, we stole clothes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't have anything like that. But, or anything that would be helpful. So the, the one clue that you have is that Chet did find a, did find a merchant who sold sold him a hat. Perfect. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good job, Chad. Um, we could also like buy some like, uh, townsfolk clothing or something. That's true. We could. Didn't Evan say that they all don't wear anything? Oh. Just at the back. Something. <laughs> No, he did say that they were wearing a lot less, though. Uh, yeah, less less than what you saw with the sand tri- sand tribesmen. But uh, by comparison, almost everybody in the world wears less than than they do, except for probably Corin. You would know, like the north and southern water tribes, mm-hmm. maybe maybe wear more clothes than they do. <laughs> right. I imagined this from your description as like ancient Egypt. Like the like the waist wraps, and like just simple clothing like that. Yeah, no, that's that's a very good uh, that's a that's a good analogy to draw. It, it, they're simpler clothes for sure. The garb is is much less uh, just much less prominent. You know, uh, they're, they're not wearing nearly as many clothes. Um, again, a lot of the men typically uh, are are shirt like a specific, in particular like laborers are shirtless uh because they're you know they're sweating um and uh when men do wear tops they're probably it's just usually a vest or it is a single like strip of leather with a with like a, a nice little shoulder pauldron uh, or shoulder shoulder cap or whatever um the women are also wearing less than like sand tribesmen women uh but they're still like they're just modestly enough uh they're you know light dresses um almost toga like robes but for the most part i think that i think ancient egypt it is is a good analogy to draw furs so you know chitin we wouldn't just be able to cover him up and disguise him right hmm. well i guess since we're already headed that way i mean we could just cross that bridge when we get to it considering we're already on our way there we could dress him in one of. He might just like be able to blend in with, like the people. 
I don't know. Mm. All right, mm-hmm. let's scope it out first. Okay. Um, you guys make your way down this this stairwell, and it is a long, narrow flight of of stairs that are hewn from the stone beneath your feet. And and Roshi, just at a like just at a quick glance, you know for the most part that that like the stone carving and working that you're seeing here is rough, rougher than you would expect of earthbenders or a society of earthbenders. And so I, you get the impression that, that maybe um, these were carved by hand and, and not through bending. Uh, but you, you, you descend down a, a long flight of stairs uh, leading to a, a deeper, darker, damper, section level of of the city you are on the the fourth level the 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 sort of floor of of industry and down here um along the walls and on the ceilings are the pipes are more prominent and they route everywhere they go all along the wall the wall they're like the main thoroughfare they're all along the ceiling and they are you know they're turning into different hallways or alleyways um but it looks like this is where a lot of the a a lot of like the the pipe works um go or or travel through there's no fire down here as well uh all sources of light down here are are crystal is there signage here, like indicating where which way things are? Yeah, you're coming in. So as you come down this, uh, when you come down these stairs, you come into sort of like an, an um, like a semicircle room uh, with the with with the curvature of the room uh, leading out from the stairways, and there are several different passageways that you can go to, and there are signs above each passageway. One that says um artisans right another that says maintenance and then another that says uh authorized personnel only or something like that (laughs) okay so that's the one we need to go down which one do you scout first um i feel like we should try the artisans first so corin can find someone to look at the gauntlet Mm mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, um, and in the, I mean, what you would expect down the, the artisan hallway as the space opens up into um, in, into like a, a larger cavern, and this is a little bit more roughly hewn, uh, or not hewn, I should say, but it's, it's roughly carved. So as, as you, as you tr- travel through this, uh, this carved tunnel, the space opens up into a more natural looking cavernous space. And there are various like ramshackle structures to the left or to the right of you filling the space here. And inside these, um, you know, these wooden structures uh, are are various artisans and craftsmen. Uh, you hear the quintessential hammers against metals as, as people are are you know clanking and 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 creating, you know, metal tools. Um, there is the pungent very very strong foul aroma of of tannery nearby um uh, of of like oh god what does it smell like like piss and aroma like uh piss and, and ammonia um 
from from the well from the tanners working the the chitin and the leather that they have. Um, any other any other sorts of of pollutant generating work, uh, any other kinds of of noisy work in general, all of it can be found down here, and and you won't have any trouble finding you know, a smithy or a repairman for, for metallurgy or, or for, for metal armors. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. All What's right. the guard presence in this area? Yeah. Why don't you give me a perception check, Hana? Um, this will be easy with a setback die because it's, it's a little dark down here. Um, a success and a threat. Okay. Um, as you're looking around, uh, trying to to scout or scope the area, uh, you you don't see when you run into a guard. Bonk. Uh, yeah, you bonk him, and with his copper-tipped spear in hand, he says, "Why don't you watch where you're going?" I'm sorry. Outsider. What's um, Sorry. It's dark. What are you doing down here? Your king has gave us free run. Oh, is that right? Yes. He, he points to the amulet. Amulet. Mm, omelets. <laughs> well, I'll have you know that, and he turns towards Mariposa, who's holding up the amulet. I'll have you know that. Oh. Oh, my, my apologies. He bows um, lightly towards you. Bends his, you know, bends his neck down. Uh, p- please. I mean, if this is a problem, we could go speak to his illustriousness and see, you know, how we could amend this. If if it's no. a problem for you. No, no, no. You you don't need to bring his iridescence into this. I I'm. Please uh, carry on. Uh, in, enjoy your days. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> I need to look where I'm going. Whew. Actually, let me ask you one question. Well, two, <laughs> technically, again. Where would guys find the best blacksmith down here? The best. Oh. <laughs> the best? Yes. Well, you didn't hear it from me, and it's not a matter of opinion, but a matter of personal preference, which, hmm, you know, I suppose that is an opinion. But anyway. <laughs> you want you want the best of the best. And I'll tell you what. And he point he like turns around and, and points to uh a, 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 a like a slender like older um white beard uh gentleman uh behind him. Now, you you're going to want to go to Fusheng. Shang's got, well, he's got the magic touch, I tell you what. That man can work a piece of chitin into a, a, a tablecloth. Don't ask me how. I don't know how he does it. Wow. Please. We don't need a tablecloth, though. So. All right, well, listen. You ask who the best is, and I'm telling you, it's Fu Shang. Take it or leave it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That's some, uh... Uh, personal experience is the best, you know, way to make a recommendation, so. And, hey, you know what? <laughs> Why don't... 
You, you tell him I sent you. How, how's that? You tell him Jochi sent you. Jochi. Thank you, Jochi. Thank you. Yeah, and have a have a great day. By the spirits, have have a have a the spirit blessed day. Oh, you thanks, well. Jochi. You too. And you can hear you can almost hear him mutter under his breath as he walks away. Please don't tell him. <laughs> you don't need to worry. Alright. Hmm, sounds like somebody maybe can fix your uh, thingy there, Corin. Yes, let's go uh, talk to Mr. Fusheng. And he'll uh, head over yonder to get his uh, his folders and gauntlets fixed. Okay. Yeah, you, you head over to, um, to Fusheng and you, you come across a, a man who is sitting on a, a, he's sitting on an empty, curved shell of sorts. It looks very similar to the shell on Roshi's back. Um, and, and his, like, sitting on this shell, his, his legs crossed and, and resting on, like, a wooden footstool, uh, head, head down and, and covered with uh, another piece of, like, a chitinous hat. Um... If there is any sort of thing to knock on, Corn will politely knock for entering. There are there's there's various like pieces of chitin that are are hanging from like wooden uh, like poles or, or, or like on dis either on display as types of material or or to give you you know the passersby the impression of like this is what the type you know this is what I'll work with and and the the different varieties available. Um, you see like a, a thick type of chitin. You see one that looks almost soft, like the underbelly of Song, for instance. Um, and and of course, there's like a wooden workbench or, or table nearby that you could knock on. Okay. Yeah, he will uh, knock politely. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I was told by uh, Jochi that you are the best blacksmith in town. I should speak with you. <laughs> oh, been telling little fibs, has he? Jochi, my boy. Well, I'm Fusheng, and I can certainly help you. But I don't see any chitin on you. No, I... I guess I was looking for more metal or just than a... Ah, I, I can work metal. I can work metal. He'll uh, take the big spalder off and he'll kind of extend it towards him. As you can see in our previous excursions, it's gotten a little banged up and cooked up with, well, the things that didn't walk away. The man's, uh, the man, like, gets up and 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 takes his like spindly legs and arms uh stands up and you can see his like hunched back stretch up and out and for a moment you can see the shadow of the the man that he used to be in in the in the posture as he like shrinks back down into his his like arthritis ridden joints and 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 you know spindly uh limber arms and he reaches out for the pauldron and and the heft of it almost like weighs him down to the ground mm -hmm. and he like picks it up huh this is quite a piece mm, yes I, it smells putrid where did you get in this 
Uh, bug guts. Other guts. We were in a lot of combat, and it didn't end well for the other side. <laughs> Not any stranger to guts, particularly of the insect variety. I'll have this cleaned up in no time. Why don't you give me about an hour, and this will be polished and looking new. I can't promise I'll get the dents and scrapes and scuffs out of it, though. Well, do the best you can. It does give it a little bit of character, though. <laughs> Indeed it does. <laughs> now, I'll take half payment now, and the other half upon return of your item. And how much was that going to be again? Five silver now, and six silver later. All right, and corn will hand him five silver. He grabs uh, the silver pieces from, from you, or you maybe you drop them in his hand, and he takes one and chomps on it a few times. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff! <laughs> I love him. You, you can tell the quality of the silver by biting it? Yes, the density. And he takes the coins and, like, tosses them behind his shoulder into a clay pot that's almost half as tall as he is and very large, very wide. And you can hear the coins clink in and settle into what sounds like a, a volume of, of, lar of more coins. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Soon enough, I'll melt it all down and make something real nice for his majesty. Oh, I'm sure it will be wonderful. Now come back. I don't bother me while I work. I Don't look at me. I, I can't perform under pressure. <laughs> of course. Thank you. He'll bow, then he'll uh, head back out. And he said an hour, right? Yeah, he said about an hour. Okay. All right, what do you guys do next? Um, let's see, Wander into the person authorized personnel only area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck, it does say that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that sign's not going to stop me because I can't read. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys kind of wander back the way you came uh, in, into the, into like the main, or not main, into a foyer uh, with several entrances. You can see the stairs on the other side of the room going back up to where you came, uh, and then to your left and right, respectively, you can see uh, the maintenance shaft and the authorized personnel only shaft. Mariposa. Mm hmm How well trained is Song? Well trained. Why do you have an idea? Well, if we got into trouble, I thought maybe we could say that we were just trying to catch Song if she ran ahead of us. <gasps> That's a really good idea. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't want anything to happen to her either. <laughs> no, neither do I. Absolutely. Um. But and uh, Mariposa will down it. Look down and kind of like open up her bag a little bit, which is where Song has kind of been staying. What do you think? Are you ready for a little bit of uh, infiltration? Spy work? So you open your bag and you don't see Song. Fudge. 
Um, what do you? You don't immediately see Saul. You 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 open your bag expecting to see this. Uh, you know this kitten grub. Um, like pop out and like sniff at you and, and like start purring and rubbing at you. But that's not what happens when you open your bag. Hello? Son? Just like start rifling through stuff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you start rifling through um, and you feel a, like, you, you feel all of the things in your bag and then you feel like this almost like, like leathery orb of sorts. Uh-oh. Uh, like kind of scoop her out and what you scoop out is um not song but but some kind of chrysalis <gasps> oh no awesome but bad timing changing <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was a very good idea hannah but it would seem that it's not going to work for you and she'll plant like exciting, a though. i know me too <laughs> She'll plant a very gentle kiss on the top of the chrysalis oh. songs chrysalis back into the pouch and maybe even like fold a little like handkerchief or something around her. Yeah, when you bring your lips to to the to the um, to the carapace of, of the chrysalis, you can almost hear or or feel her like trilling purr. Oh, The baby. The baby. Okay, well that was an idea. Um, so what's our excuse for walking past the authorized personnel sign if we get stopped? Um, hmm. How much do you think people who live here know about other places in the kingdoms? Maybe we can claim we couldn't read the sign. How is the sign attached to the wall? <laughs> Could an accident mm. occur to the sign? <laughs> an unfortunate fate befalls the sign. An unfortunate accident occurs and the sign is not present. Um, I'll tell you what, you've got three story points you could play around with. There you go. Well, is it made know. out of earth? Like, can I just break it? I'll I'll say that the the sign is is made out of wood, and it is like posted, posted like almost embedded in the stone above the threshold. But the sign itself is wood, just kind of pressed into the stone. How big is it? Hmm. Hmm. Uh. About the size of a commu- uh, About the size of a computer monitor. Okay, can I pull Earth the size of my fist from behind the sign and unpry it from the wall? Uh, yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, no check needed, just suffer a point of strain to, to Earthbend. I catch it and snap it over my knee. Oh no, the sign! <laughs> oh dang, it's broken. What I wonder sign? what's on this hallway. Yeah, let's check it out. I'm assuming it's untreated, Hana, would you mind? Oh. Um, hmm. I mean, that might look like someone deliberately did that. <laughs> right. No, it's a good idea. I mean, I imagine that I am the only firebender in all of the city, and there's, like, not much fire lit here, so... 
Alright. Okay. Uh, I, so you throw the, the wooden splinters on the ground. Um, <laughs> do I sense another void underneath us? Can I just sink this into what earth is underneath us without putting it in another hallway? So it's not fire. Yeah, whether there's a vo- whether there's another like floor beneath you or room beneath you, there's at least enough stone beneath your feet that you could hide this, you know, in that stone. All right. Yeah, so you can you can do that for sure. And that that I will include that within the one strain you've already suffered to do so. Hear me, listeners, as the Earth Kingdom continues to fall into turmoil, the agents of the Great Uniter have turned their sheer shoe upon me. But Lightning Lee is too clever, always one step ahead of those who would snuff out the truth. It's been nearly two weeks since the Grand Conference at Omashu, and the Order of the White Lotus has wasted no time sticking their nose into other people's business. While the Fire Nation and Northern Water Tribe have rebuked the Order, Many Southern Earth Kingdom states, along with the Southern Water Tribe, have welcomed the Order's intervention within their tenuous borders. Little is known about the disgraced Master being held in the custody of the White Lotus, but my inside sources tell me the Master's name is Yuren. If these reports are true, we are looking at the biggest political trials since those held for the perpetrators of the Hundred Year War. Yet I question whether this is truly the best use of the Order's time and resources, If my sources are correct, the trial will be over by the end of the month, just two weeks away. This has been another lightning brief with Lightning Lee. They can't stop the signal. I'll just redirect it. Okay, so you guys now have a hallway into who knows where to to explore. And you all proceed as a party down down this hall. Mm-hmm. You'll hear Baquan uh, comment, or uh, for a bunch of do-gooders, you are really well versed in subterfuge. Why I mean, I had like six siblings, so like you gotta. Yeah, and <sighs> likewise, I had two very hounding parents who always wanted to know what I was doing at all times, so I had to get very good at sneaking out and about. I don't really have to explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Quan knows his past, so that's why he doesn't have to explain himself, but Quan knows yeah, exactly, like, Gordon knows what he knows. <laughs> yeah, lots of sneaking happening out on the ocean, right? Right, the ocean. Dirty sea hobo. I think I think that's a moment when Baquan and Corin look at each other and like share a moment, and then and Corin's like, "Right, the ocean." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! As you guys are walking down this this hallway, um, you you get to the other end, and there is a stone circle. Um. Much like the much like the doors that you saw above, it is blocking your your passage uh, through this hall. Roshi, can you sense anybody on the other side? Can I sense anybody on the other side? 
Um, go ahead and roll me uh, uh, your feet with a feet with your feet eyes. <laughs> How hard? This is this is easy, but it is a bending check. So make sure that that's a red die. Two successes. Okay, you can feel two guards standing on the other side of the door. I convey such information. Hmm. Is this all just worked stone? Uh, yeah, yes. You mean like a yes? So the 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 corridor that you're in is you know it's it's cut st- it's stone like carved or shaved from from wherever you are. Uh, the 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 doorway the the big stone coin circle in front of you clearly worked stone. Uh, much nicer than the the stone of like the surrounding passageways and floor beneath your feet. Is there an actual door? Is this one of those earthbending doors? This is an earthbending door. You can't accidentally open it. No. Do I feel like I'm capable enough to open two doors behind each of them so that we can grab them and pull them through the door and I can close it? Uh, can you can you run that by me again? What do you want to do? Uh, so I'm imagining in my head the end of a hallway and they're standing on either side of what should be a door. So if I open little half doors behind each of them, we're on like the side that we're on and we just, you know, hands over mouths, drag them through another hallway and beat the fuck out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They don't make any noise. That causes a lot more trouble for down the road. Well, we're we're already where we shouldn't be. You you came this far. You came this far. (laughs) I know, but up till now we have plausible deniability. You You gotta break a couple eggs to make an omelet. It's gonna be hard to say it was a mistake when I'm opening us holes in the wall. Where we are. <laughs> I feel like if we do that, though, then we have to be prepared to like, m- like do this now, and I don't know if we're prepared to do this now. Why not? Because we're still scooping things out. We have the gauntlet to pick back up, and we have the beetles to rile up, and we have oh, to get Kara. You're right. Right. You're right. We should continue we scouting out. Right now. We better make a plan to rescue them and get out of here. You're right. I got excited. Okay. So we know that there are guards through here, but do we know if this just leads into another hallway or if this is like, I don't know, Roshi, are you able to tell if there's like other people in there besides the guards? You can make another uh, seismic sense check. You can make this one hard to to get a bit, like, tell me what, like how much more detail you want to try and get and that will uh, that will inform how hard the check will be well i'm i'm inferring that there are guards here because this is a room and not just like a segmentation of an arbitrary hallway so i'd like to go as far as the room goes and see what i can see like is this a holding block is this the the beginning of a a partition that is a prison i want to see what this space is okay um, roll me a hard seismic sense. Okay. Three successes, two advantages, and a triumph. Whoa! Dang. Roll four yellow dice every time I do anything with my bending arts. I'm going to hit them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, 
with three successes, uh, yeah. So on the other side of the on, on the other side of this door, you can clearly feel an an open space. Uh, clear, you know. There's the guards just on the other side, and there's uh, the the space opens up into a, a rectangular room, and you can even feel through the vibrations of your feet that on on the left and right side of this rectangular room are other doorways um, that are holding, uh, you know prisoners or, or or rather that on the other side of this door is is in fact like holding cells um maybe like in a little administrative office as well you feel uh with the advantage you know that those two guards are not the only two people on the other side of this space you can feel um individuals in the different various cells um you can feel other like other people standing firm or standing at attention on the opposite side of the room as well so there maybe are four guards in there you know two two near this door and then two on the far end and with the triumph roshi is yours to to tell me what else is either on the other side of that door or something else about the facility or about the city that roshi notices with with his seismic sense i have an idea but you can also you know, use this as an opportunity to fill in, like create a, a way out or, or something else that you notice. Hit me with your idea and we'll see if I can yes or. Yeah, okay. Um, so my idea was that not only do you feel this whole space, but like this is one of your best seismic sense attempts thus far. And you, you get a ripple for, you, you basically ripple throughout the entirety of the city. And you you are able to pinpoint and locate various empty shafts that run up and down all the way down, down, down below to, to maybe where the, the aquifer runs and then all the way up to the surface. Wow. And there are a variety of these shafts uh, all throughout the city. That is much wider of an advantage than I was anticipating. Uh, Yeah, I'll take that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I change something about the prison, but that's really advantageous. Okay. Yeah. What did you want to change about the prison? Because you also rolled a couple of advantage, and maybe I'll throw it in there. I was just going to say that the, it was really small and not very well manned. Yeah. Other than the four guards, for the uh, five of us to get in there and fuck shit up. It is. It is. It is compact. We will say. I, I do like that idea because it's not going to be a massive open space. I have already kind of established that the biggest spaces you've seen are the the throne room, the throne chamber, and the bathhouse. Um, so this is this is certainly smaller than those spaces, and we will limit the guard presence to just those four individuals. Nice. Okay. Well, this that. is all good news. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, this is going great. <laughs> what, what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> we are always one despair away from disaster. So do we go back then? How long has it been since we left uh, Corin's thingy with the the man? At this point, about half an hour, forty five minutes. Mm. If you if you made your way back there, you know you know plotting and planning along the way. You'll probably get back just in time for the the pauldron to be ready. Cool. Okay, so we just need to figure out the beetles, get to the beetles, and figure that out. All the mariposas, I think you have that, and 
uh, find Kara and a way to signal her. Yes. Um, hmm. Do we want to find Kara together? Or... I mean, it might be kind of weird if we all go looking for her together, seeing as they don't think we have any sort of tie with her. Maybe we should look for the Beetle King. That's a good idea, because she's bound to be with him. Well, they said they went to their private chambers, which means they're going to be guarded heavily. Our best bet is to wait until they emerge again when she's out of there, and then we can make our move, which should give us enough time to plan our actions accordingly. Our timing for retrieving her father, getting everything else in order. That's true, but Hannah makes a good point in saying that Carter doesn't know what our plan is. Maybe if we went to the area of the city where their quarters are, maybe we could listen for some information uh, or ask people and find out if there's any time that, you know, any kind of schedule, anything that she regularly does or rounds that they make, anything like that. That's a good idea. We should try it. That is a good idea. Okay. Where are you headed? Uh, um, that is a good question. Well, let's see. We know how to get to her her dad. Well, did we get a good idea of how to get to her dad when Roshi was checking everything with his, his toe balls? Yeah, uh, on the other side of that door, it was it was pretty clear to Roshi. It, it's it felt like a holding cell, okay. or at least he he got a pretty good layout. And mm-hmm. and I'm letting you know that that's probably the holding cell. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess now we just need to kind of go around till we find Carter, get an idea of the lay of the land of this place, and how we're going to you know do everything, and possibly even get the message to her. That would be ideal, getting her in on it as well, so that she knows what we're doing. She did say she wanted to be involved. At least we need to find a way to convey to her, like, the time, as in, like, it's going down now. I mean, that is very true. But perhaps whenever it begins to happen, she'll be able to tell, maybe? Because of the ruckus? True. But I don't know. I don't know if we want to leave that up to, you know... Well, we hope so. (laughs) So maybe we can... We should at least try to contact her. Yeah, I agree. The last you saw uh, of Kata, she was on the third floor um, in in the throne room. Uh, they, she, and the Beetle King had absconded uh, in, into the into a, a private chamber behind the throne room. Um, you are able to get to the the like the the the, the, the bath pool, mm-hmm. and you're able to get there unaccosted. Um, you are unable to access the. The fountain chamber, aka the stone room, uh, the, the throne room, without going through those massive, that massive door. Mm-hmm. Uh, which right now is open. Um, I, I described it earlier how it was this 
large stone coin that splits in half and like each half rolls onto its its curve, uh, mm-hmm. opening up a, a, a crevice beneath them. Um, that that segment is open, and there are nicely dressed uh, like courtiers that that you can observe going in and out of that space. Um, so people do seem to be able to to come and go into the the royal chamber, so to speak. Um, and and of course there are those two guards posted at the entrance. And then, as far as you're aware, the other two guards, uh, uh, Mushi and and Wushi, are on the other side. I have a possible idea. Um, is it possible to use a story point? to like retcon to say that I did something previous. Yes, yes, it is possible to story point retcon something. What are you doing? Um my thought would be to use a story point to say that when Mariposa and I were in the bath, since it's a public bath and there are a lot of people there, that we were able to kind of eavesdrop on people and pay attention to if they were saying anything and heard something about something that Kara does, whether it's when she takes a bath or when she goes to the market, it's something, just something that she does something at a certain time. That's a really good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, do you want to go so far? So, Emily, you're flipping this story point. Do you want to go so far as to just tell me what it is you overheard? Like what sort of activity or, or where? I. I will confirm that you you will know that Kara is at a particular place in a particular time, and I'm just going to let you tell me where it is and, and how you want to, like, what, what the scene's going to be. Um, is she the only one of her tribe that is here, like, aside from her father? As far as you've been able to tell, yes. Okay. Um... I don't know what like her freedom and I don't know what exactly her situation is here, but maybe that she visits like the market area at a certain time. So like maybe we heard someone gossiping about how they like were scoping out the market so they could get a glimpse of her at a certain time or something. Cause I'm sure she's kind of different and people are excited about her being there. Yeah, that that's, um, I, I love it. I'm going to lean into that because my idea, if you didn't have one, was going to be that she gets an escort to take her perusing through the market during the evenings where she is often seen uh, sampling the, the fine wines um, and, yeah. and different cuisine up there. And she is during this time. Um, it is also she, you what you overheard was that she is often being traipsed around by this escort in like fancy garb um almost okay. as if the beetle king were like showing her off as like a prize that is perfect that's just the kind of gossip i want <laughs> and that's exactly what you overhear so you'll know uh that at a particular time oh maybe even right about now um that that her she she will be escorted through the the marketplace okay so then having that knowledge when we come back instead of going to like back to the like the the bathing area we would go head for the marketplace okay very cool and you will find um 
uh, many passers-by. Like, the marketplace is pretty crowded during the evening, uh, and knowing why it's crowded, because there are many people who want to come and, and gawk and, and look at uh, the Beetle King's new bride. Um, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put all those away, damn it. Uh, so you, you'll you see many people uh, who want to come and gawk at, at the Beetle King's new bride. Um, she is, you'll spot her uh, being given like a wide berth. She's being, uh, she is being escorted by two guards who are very like close to her. In fact, I'll say one of those guards is, is Mushi. Um, and then you will undoubtedly in in your at, at all you know in, in with your collective effort you will all notice that there are like other guards in the marketplace as well like you know posted in corners or alleyways or whatever like the this these are not the only two guards here that are keeping an eye on her okay uh, but the people are gawking she is dressed in silk finery um the 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 outfit the dress that she is in is unlike anything else you've seen the the women wearing here so far um it is impractically long like there's a train to the dress and there is it's like a green silk and i know i've used this word there's a shimmer to it a sheen almost that is flickering or that that like glistens through the the flickering flame and the glowing crystal rocks. Um, she has uh, uncharacteristic like makeup caked on her face to to make her look a little bit more pale than her her skin complexion really is. You know, she lives on the surface, and she's a sands from the sands tribes, uh, so she is just naturally darker skinned. Um, but they've done what they can to sort of make her look a little bit you know, fairer in complexion. This particularly juxtaposed to all the other ladies in, in the Beetle Clans. Um, she's got fancy jewelry. You know, she they, they have her wearing rings. They have her wearing uh, a very um, ornate, uh, sleek-looking, like, beetle crown. And uh, she's she's got, like, gold necklaces on and, and other other sorts of jewels bedazzling her her outfit when you find her uh in the in this marketplace she, um when you finally arrive she had stopped in particular at one of the uh one of the wine bars that like the walk-up bars um with a guard posted on either side of the establishment she herself is alone at the at the bar, being served by a, a by a gentleman uh, who is waiting on her hand and foot, kind of ignoring the other patrons who are like walking up to the bar, giving her a wide berth, but like still trying to be served, but being ignored because he is waiting on the royalty. What do you do? Hmm. So we can get into the establishment. It's just that people can't get close to her, but it's not like the establishment is only serving her. There are other people in there. There are other people, and it's less of like an indoor sort of establishment structure and more of like a walk-up window wine bar. Um, okay. You, it's a, it's a long bar. Uh, you know, we'll say it's about mm -hmm. 15 to 20 feet long. 
Um, there are, there's a person behind it and you can see like there is like clearly a space behind this bar where that person is, does their work, right? Like has storage and other sorts of kitchen, t- uh, uh, not appliances, but like kitchen utensils and, and other things just in case they want something that isn't wine. I have a question. Okay. Um, <laughs> I promise this is going somewhere. Um, so what is sort of like the public restroom situation like around here in this city? Is there like, you know, if you need to go to the bathroom? I am, am so glad you asked about the restroom situation because I've been sitting, I have been sitting on this knowledge and information the, the whole night waiting, oh <laughs> waiting to tell you about the, I the promise to- it's relevant. <laughs> so are you familiar, are you familiar at all with like ancient Roman bathrooms? Yes. Okay. The restroom situation is very much like that. It is a, it is a separate chamber. Mm-hmm. That you go into, and the, it is a stone bench all along the wall of this square chamber, and okay. there are multiple like holes in the benches that people can stand and pee into, or sit and poop into. Like, and it is an open <laughs> space, right? Like, I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> poop. Po- he said poop. <laughs> he said poop. That was it. That was he the ruse. No, I'm just kidding. I, okay. Yeah. So, that being said, Mariposa has a plan. Um, okay. She's going to kind of glance at the others, like, next to her. I am going, and she's going to speak very quietly so nobody else can hear. I am going to sort of rush forward and kind of make it look like I really have to go to the bathroom and be like, oh my goodness, can somebody please point me to the restroom? I have to go so bad loud enough so that Kara can hear me and then maybe hopefully she will you know catch a hint and be like oh my goodness I have to go to the bathroom too and then she will meet up there with me and I can tell her about the plan that, that seems like a good idea work. oh my god yeah that's a great idea um oh. she is seated she's seated at the bar right not seated like yeah 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 she's, she's seated she's standing at the bar okay um, She's there. Okay. I'll go up over, like, near the bar. Like, I'm going to order something in case you need, like, backup or something. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. <sighs> Here we go. So, Mariposa. <laughs> yes. give, me, give me an average performance check. Good thing I'm good at this. All right. Um, that's gonna be three greens, one yellow. I'm decent at it. I'm double checking here to see if I have anything that will help me. No, I just have stuff that removes setbacks. You know what? Before you roll that, I'm gonna flip a story point and make things a little bit interesting here. Um, make it, make it an average check, but one of those purple is a red. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> here we go. Oh my goodness! I need to use the bathroom so bad. Where can a girl find a bathroom? Oh, oh, that's a lot of. Okay. So I rolled one, two, three success. One, two, three, four, 
advantage and three threats. So that's going to be three success and one advantage. Okay. So Mariposa, how do you how do you distract? You successfully are able to do to to make a scene. How do you do it? Um. So she's a full on gonna like get into the pee dance mode. Um. <laughs> sort of like dancing back and forth on her feet, like kind of walking forward towards like the wine bar because that seems to be like the the closest to them establishment, like business establishment, where someone might be able to point her in the right direction. Um, and sort of like waving her hand and just like almost yelling. Like she she's being loud enough so she knows that Kara will hear, hear her. And just sort of, oh my goodness, I have to pee so bad. Where, where, can, where can a girl find the restroom? I am seriously going to pee my pants. Oh, oh, Mariposa, snort laugh. <laughs> it's unmistakably you. Oh yeah, she'll know it's you if you snort. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I, I just, it's, I've never had to pee this bad in my entire life. You are, you're doing your pee dance and like there are various <laughs> passers-by who are like giving you a wide berth. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> like, like, oh my fucking tourists. Um, and, and there's a guard who like comes over to, not one of the guards that is, not one of the two guards posted to, actually no, Mushi, um, like shifting eyes sees you and like squints for a second and is like, oh, I know who that is. And uh, it comes over to you. Yes, it's me, Mariposa. It is I. <laughs> miss, miss, can I help you? Yes, I really have to pee. Can you please tell me where the closest restroom is or I might not make it? Oh, by the spirits, please don't pee. Please don't do your business here. Allow me to. And then he's interrupted as as Kara turns around and sips, like downs the glass of wine that she has, and like slams the the metal goblet to the to the bar. And she says to Mushi, but really, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink to you. She says to Mushi, "My my de- my dear God." I will lead this young lady to the restroom as I have had a few too many glasses of wine myself. And he says, uh, <clears throat> uh, of, of course, by, by your leave, my lady. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Very kind. I know they run right through me too. <laughs> Please, young miss, why don't you follow me to the lavatory? Yep, yep, yep. And she does the pee dance the whole way. Um, you guys <laughs> you guys will, will walk off to, you know, uh, several several dozen feet down the down this like main market hallway uh to a like little alley or, or corner not corner but like little alley or, or doorway off to the side uh threshold leading you into this open share you know c- communal uh chamber pot room and uh, the guards follow you mushi and the other guard follows you uh but they they don't go into the the room right like they right. They, in fact, they will post up at the door and, and like, guard it from, like, letting other people get in the room. And, and you will overhear as somebody else, like, another, like, woman, another man, uh, stumbling drunk behind you, uh, hiccuping, and, and the guards, you'll, you'll overhear them say, uh, the, the late, let the lady do her business in peace. And they're referring to, to the, the queen, Kata. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, you guys have an empty chamber right now. 
Um, so she's gonna like go back to the to the farthest corner. Um, so they have you know the most sound uh, buffer. But um, she is gonna actually like take her water skin and like start pouring it in like very loudly <laughs> to make it convincing. Um, okay, thank you. Oh my gosh, that I can't believe that worked. Um, so we have a plan. Also, are you okay? How are you doing? She uh, squats down over one of the chamber pots and lifts up her dress and begins to urinate. She actually and does pee. <laughs> she actually, so she actually does pee, and you can hear the like sigh of relief. Oh, I, I've been holding that since this afternoon. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that salvation would come in such an unexpected way? <laughs> it is impossible for me to find solace and solitude in these halls. You ask how I am doing, and I tell you, despite the the fineries in which they drape me, and she, you know, she's pointing to the dress and, and, and the, the necklace and everything, I am their prisoner. I am very much compelled to be here. They have threatened my father. If I do not listen, they will kill him. What have you found? Tell me you have a way out. So, we know where the dungeon is. We know how to get there, and Roshi has found several ways to get down and out of there. We are going to create a distraction by uh, exciting all of the uh, rhinoceros beetles um, so that they stampede and are unable to be tamed or calmed down by their handlers. In the uh, confusion, uh, we are going to rescue your father from the dungeon and take him out of the city. And hopefully, and of course, the plan would not be complete without also rescuing you from this abysmal situation. It's good. It's good so far. What about my sailor? Your sailor? How else will we get out of here? Oh, yeah, true. Is, uh, is, is your sailor being held somewhere uh, difficult to reach? My sailor's being held above. Okay. So if we can reconvene, because I'm I'm going to say that if we aren't able to find you, unless you can get yourself to a space where we can, you know, intercept with you, or I don't know if you'll be able to get away from your guards or the king um, in time to meet us. But when we all get out of the city, we can go to where the sailor's being held above and take it out. I think in the confusion and... I hope that most of the guards and the soldiers will be uh, otherwise disposed, trying to uh, save people and stop the rhinoceros beetles. And we'll be able to fight off anybody who might be trying to stop us while we get to your sailor. Okay, okay. It's a good plan. It's certainly one that I never would have come up with myself. There's a small problem. What's that? She nods to the two guards at the posted uh, at the bathroom door. I am never alone. Mm-hmm. I see. And worse, I am never free to roam the city, except for times like this. Most of my time is spent in the company of his wretchedness. I see. Well, I hate to say it because this might seem like pretty reckless and dangerous, but what if you ask your guards to take you to where the stables are, 
you'd like to see, you know, how the rhinoceros beetles are kept and your curiosity. And maybe while they are being excited, an accident happens to one or both of your guards and or even in the kerfuffle, you're able to get away. It might just mm. be enough power to slip away. She, she, she takes a very pensive, you know, she's seeing a very pensive expression come over her face. She furrows her brow. It could work. Let me ask you, do you have any sand on you? Hmm. Do I? Mariposa? Probably not. I don't, but Roshi does, I believe. Doesn't he? He's got a cup of sand. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I he literally the, does. I have the yeah. cup of sand. Oh, Roshi God, does. I for- he for- yeah, he has a, f- a literal cup of sand. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the the dirt in your back in your in your turtle shell. Turtle pack. So yet yeah, you convey that that you think Roshi has sand on him, and 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 her eyes like you see like this devilish grin uh, strike her face. They have taken away everything from me. All of my finest sands cultivated over years of patience and grinding down of the stones. But if you can give sand, if you, if you could bring sand to me, I could use this to my advantage. As you might imagine, they keep me far, far away from the surface where I cannot use my abilities down here. The stone is too, too coarse, too hard for me to work. Mm-hmm. I'll get that sand to you. I will find a way to uh, have it somewhere at this. I mean, do you want it brought to you now, or do you want it at the, at the stables? Where where could I? I mean, I possibly could give it to you now, somehow. If you could somehow get that to me sooner rather than later, I will. Fo- I I can. I will be in a better position to follow your lead. I will do what I can to make sure that the guards have me near the the stables where you will unleash your distraction. All right. I don't. I don't know exactly what how you will get my father from the prison, but I will leave that up to you. If you can give me the sand, you can trust in me. She nods, and um, so I don't have any concerns about getting your father out. Corin and Roshi, at the very least, are very good at that sort of thing. Um, as far as the sand, so this is hope. Um. Is Roshi literally keeping the sand in the cup, or is the sand in a pouch, and he also has, like, a cup? Like, like I said, I don't have any sand. Oh, I didn't oh. hear. It must have cut out, because it didn't, it didn't like come saying, in. I, don't have, I have the cup. I don't have any sand. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry as well. I I thought I heard I have sand. I used it on something. I had it for a little bit, but I used it on something. I just have empty cup now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what about if we go up to the stables? Um, they probably take very good care of those rhinoceros beetles, so they probably clean them. There's probably tons of sand that gets, you know, brushed off of them. Right, that's a good idea. We just have to find it and get it to her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how exactly we're going to do it, but we will get you sand. We'll find a way. She, uh, 
she 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 takes a moment to like gather herself and 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 clean herself up a little bit before she stands up from the the lavatory and and gives you a big hug, Mariposa. And she gives her a hug back. I promise it'll be all right. You You may have kept me waiting, but perhaps this is this is what they would call fate. I agree. Thank you. Of course, that's what friends do. She smiles at that. Friends. Yes. I think so. Maybe we should get you back out there before they start to suspect something. Yes, of course. We will continue traipsing through the marketplace for a little while longer. I still have some free time left in my evening. If you can get that sand to me before I depart for the evening, we will be in a better place. Got it. Um, perfect. So we'll do that. How much time do, would you say that you have before you all leave the Marcus place? Mm, about half an hour. Got it. We'll get on that right away. Okay. Uh, you guys will walk out, and she uh, is immediately sort of escorted away from the bathroom and and has to kind of, like, proceed with the rest of her evening. She looks over her shoulder and, and gives you, like, a knowing nod. Mariposa winks. Hannah, that was a great uh, idea. You were, you were, I think that's probably the better lead to follow up on is is checking out the stables uh, and, and gathering whatever sort of sand gets dragged into the hall from outside as well as stuff that gets dusted off of their equipment and, and saddles and whatnot. Yeah, because sand gets in everywhere. It probably takes you guys, uh, especially with Roshi's uh, earthbending efforts, um, five to ten minutes at most to to gather up what you feel is an appropriate amount of sand into the various bags or containers that you have available. Can I dump the dirt out of my shell if we're collecting sand? And then I can just create a container out of the shell. We can fill the shell with sand so she has ample amount. Yeah, yeah. You could, I mean, you can abs- You will have the ability to do so. I am just curious as to whether you are going to deliver the whole shell to her, and if so, how you would do so discreetly. Yeah. All right, we can just fill bags then, if that's the case. I feel like she's going to need to have it hidden until it's time to go. Okay. Maybe like a little one pound bag, or would that be too much? Do any of you have small, like, coin purses or satchels or like a like a fanny pack or something? I have a fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's right. I have, I have a couple empty water skins. We can fill that with sand. And they're yeah. water skins so that they can't see that it's not water in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You've got water skins. You've got um, the the turtle. I mean, you can fill the turtle shell up. It, uh, as you know, if you were to somehow leave the the turtle shell, like it's not a bad idea to have like that much sand on you. You know, Kara is a powerful sandbender, um, and you you could all easily suspect, like surmise, that the more that she has at her disposal, the more she can do with it. So it it really comes down to a matter of of what sort of what what volume of sand do you want to make available to her? 
the less you give her, the easier it's going to be con- to conceal, but the less effective she'll be. Oh my gosh. What if, and this might be a little too much work for more than a half an hour, but you know how like weighted blankets have the inside part that have, you know, the part that makes it heavy, like the pockets and stuff that mm-hmm. have whatever's in there that I don't know because I'm not very smart. But um, what if we were able to do something similar and give her like some sort of like a blanket or a robe or a cloak of sorts that's like weighted? I was going to say, like, if she was looking at wines and stuff, like, filling even a wine bottle, like, anything you... that we could fill that you wouldn't be able to see what the inside was, that we could pass wine off bottle. as something else. Yeah, a wine bottle's a good idea. Ooh, no, that is... Not as much, but it's something that, like, she could obtain at the market and potentially leave with. What if... That's a good idea. You know what's better than one wine bottle? Is case. multiple wine bottles <laughs> in a case, so we could give her like a case of wine bottles, like six bottles in one crate, you know, possibly filled with sand. I mean, one wine bottle is great too, but I'm just thinking like, hmm, how can we maximize space? How could we get her to get it though? Maybe we can. One of us can. Uh, I see maybe one of us can pose as like, you know, one of the merchants from the wine place and be like, hey, you know, that's the princess. You know, I want her to have some samples of my wine. So here you go. It's a free gift for the pretty lady kind of situation. Somebody that's really good in deception because the king has seen all of us. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. I know. Um, but yeah, literally my deception, I got, I only have two in Guile, but I have one in deception, but that's it. Cause you know, all my stuff's in charisma. You so, also have the mercantile know-how though. I do have the mercantile know-how. That's very true. Do you think there's anyone among the merchants who is sympathetic to the princess? Hmm. Probably not. I, I'm telling you as like a DM, I, I don't, I mean, maybe. There might be. I, I don't know the disposition of every NPC in the marketplace right now, but I imagine that there are... There's a NPC who just doesn't really care. Oh, yeah, there's really... definitely grumps. Yeah, like, could we just, like, find someone who seems like we could give them enough money to just be like, here, give this to the princess? Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea, because we definitely have coin. We could definitely pay someone to do it. But also, the more cooks you have in the kitchen, the more likely something's got fucked up. It's true. But that's also a good point that Roshi, Corey made that they've seen all of us and they know all of us and what we would need is a disguise and a good deception role for them to not know who we are. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I guess, do we risk it? I guess either way is a risk, but... And you are pressed for time. What about what if um, what if we sent it like to her chambers? So like we we like had a, a courier take it to her from a merchant. So then true. one of us can just, just do the deception with someone, but it's not with someone who's seen us before. Mm, that's a good idea. But Tim's right; they might check it. They'll probably check anything given yeah. to her. If it's given directly to her, there's... Yeah. It's a good idea, but yeah, they'll, they'll definitely check it. Oh, what if... Mariposa... 
as a thank you for helping her out when they went to the restroom earlier, brings her the wine and oh. says, thank you so much for being kind to me. Here's some wine for you because I appreciate your hospitality. I think that would be hard to pull off with a case, but I feel like you could definitely do that with a bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I feel like that would mm-hmm. be reasonable. Yeah. And maybe Agreed. two bottles. Because Mariposa definitely seems like the kind of person that would roll up one bottle of wine in each hand. Driving yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we could pull off a case, but I feel like you could do a bottle or two and that would come off as not What if suspicious. What if we brought one extra bottle that actually had wine in it in case you needed to pour a bottle up front? That's so a good idea. Sand. That's a good idea. All right. Even if it's like one and one or you know, two and one. You could also put some amount of sand in the wine because if it's a really dry wine from a taste, they probably wouldn't notice. I mean, it'll settle to the bottom. Yeah, do you think that would ruin the sand? I don't know how sand bending works, so I don't know. <laughs> Me either. She, no, probably for 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 Kata's purposes, no. I don't think it would ruin the sand, um, just because it's wet. Like it might be a little bit more difficult for her, but she's. You guys have seen her in action, and and she's capable enough that I think she could separate the sand from the liquid. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea then. So just in case they ask her to pour some, you know. Okay, I like this. Uh, this is a great a idea. idea. Guys, we got there. We got there. We did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like you guys are like a well-oiled machine of plotting and scheming. Um, Our brains worked so hard. <laughs> so, Mariposa, you're gonna buy two bottles of wine. Drink half of them. Uh huh. <laughs> so, 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 pay the merchant one gold coin. For both or one apiece. For both. Okay, so I'm down to four gold. Got it. And you now have two bottles of wine in your two two bottles with wine in them in your possession. Cool. So scampering off with the wine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what do we want to? Should we just pour it out somewhere? Should we? I mean, I don't really. I mean, I love wine. Don't get me wrong, but I don't exactly want to be chugging it before we do something this important. I think we can empty one. I feel like one could just be sand. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think one one bottle of sand should be good. Before, she thought she was just getting a cup of sand, so I'm sure a bottle of sand is an upgrade. Okay, okay. So you, you, you dump out one of these bottles of wine. Um, you could probably do so in the bathroom without drawing much attention. Okay, yeah, she'll do that. You've got an empty bottle, and you've got another bottle with wine in it. You've got an earthbender named Roshi, who is able to easily gather up uh, some part. Well, uh, easily gather up particles of sand? I don't know. Roshi has recently learned the beginning, the basics of of sandbending. I was going to say, I don't know sandbending. I know, like, the concept Roshi could use earthbending to create a funnel, which we could use to put the sand in. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> as you guys, as you guys uh, near the, the main entrance, near the stables, uh, where the sand is clearly, like, gathering, gathered on the floor, kicked up, um, you'll even see, like, young, young boys and girls in, like, uh, you know, janitorial garb with like brooms and stuff, like coming by and sweeping the streets periodically. Um, 
you'll see in fact you'll see like one boy is is has a pile of sand already sort of in front of his his push brush but yeah you are on the first level close to the entrance there's an abundance of sand um and it it won't take you much time to to gather what you you need to put into this bottle beautiful all right you've got a bottle of sand do you put any sand in the other bottle or do you leave it all wine I guess we don't need to. Yeah. We don't the equivalent to. of corn having one water skin. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a pretty good analogy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you've got you've got your you've got your Trojan horse of of a gift here. What do you do with it? Uh, we find um, Tara. All right. And and sure enough, um, she is finishing up her round of freedom in this in the marketplace. Again, escorted by 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 Mushi and the other guard. Um, you can see the other guards posted in the corners in the various hallways, uh, keeping eyes on on everybody, and, and certainly uh, being more attentive um, when passersby get close to her. You know, they are the the two guards that her escort are are like pushing people away or like directing people to like make room or give, you know, clear a berth. So like nobody seems to be allowed necessarily to get close to her um, as as she is approaching sort of like the the exit threshold of the marketplace. What do you do, Mariposa? Um, excuse me, um, Sand Princess, uh, Miss Lady Carr? She turns and... You are met by by uh, Mushi. Oh, it is you again. Yes. The bathroom is over there. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, she does a, a deep bow. I I don't need to use the restroom right now. But speaking of that, I was just I was so grateful for uh, Lady Kara's kindness when she saw that I was not uh, in such a great situation. Uh, so I took it upon myself to buy her a uh, couple bottles of wine as a gift, and I hope that she will be as gracious as to accept them. And she bows and uh, presents the two bottles of wine. <laughs> make, <Wait>. <laughs> uh, make me an average deception check. This is gonna be great. Oh my god, yay. Well, mostly yay. So three success and two threat. Okay. He grabs both of the bottles uh, of wine because you are able to successfully give the present this offering to to Kara, who, as you are making this offering, she starts to like make a show of, uh, you know, oh, oh, I'm so I'm so humbled. Thank you very much, uh, you know, little commoner and and all this other stuff. And and Mushi will like hold up a hand uh, to to prevent her from getting any closer to you, and will grab the bottles from your hand. And pop open each one, and he you, he brings he brings the one bottle with wine in it to his nose, and he sniffs it. <laughs> A good vintage, and he pops open the other bottle, and he brings it to his nose, and he sniffs it. <laughs> this one, this one is a little dry. Sure, <laughs> he corks that bottle. <laughs> And he tips the other bottle with the wine in it, spilling a little bit onto the ground. Oh my god! And then he corks that, 
and and hands uh, hands them to uh, to Kara. My lady, you have been presented a gift by the commoners of the city, or by our guests, I should say. Take these to your chambers and do what you will. Now we must be off. Oh. Oh, oh my god. My butt is so clenched. <laughs> as as they leave, uh, they they proceed out the down the down the the exit uh, which leads to the lower floors and ultimately back to her chambers. You are left in the marketplace being eyeballed by a couple of guards who are left behind. And I think that's where we'll stop for the evening, uh, as you guys have have delivered. You've delivered this sand, uh, having delivered the the secret weapon, right? Having delivered the sand to to into Kara's possession, uh, she disappears into this threshold, leaving you guys with the final step of your plan: to break in to the dungeon, free her father, and simultaneously create a, a massive distraction uh, with the with the sand or I'm sorry with the giant rhinoceros beetles and so yes we will end there tonight and pick up there next time when I assume things will kick off Ooh. oh my god ah! I want I want to give Mariposa a high five before we stop yay so high five Hannah <laughs> I can't believe that worked <laughs>